Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. A minute for us, a whole week for our listeners. Time is relative. (laughs) We're back for the remake of Under Wraps. Yes, we are back for Under Wraps 2021, which came out uh, last year, shockingly. <laughs> last year was 2021. Yeah, so this is a remake, actually, of the 1997 first DCOM Under Wraps. Mm-hmm. That still isn't on Disney+. Plus. This one is on Disney+, Plus, but the this original Under Wraps is. is not, no. Yes. Uh, because reasons that we don't know. I, I vote... Uh, song copyright because there were a couple popular songs. In there that was, one. you're right. There was. Uh, and the other me had that in all by song. myself. So that's my hunch is why they're not on there. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the InSync one I can I can kind of understand except for the fact that the InSync one from the other from the other me was on Amazon. Hmm. So. It, so did Amazon get the rights, but Disney didn't? That doesn't make maybe, sense. Maybe, but yeah. I guess because Amazon has Amazon Music, I don't know if that correlates. But anyway. We won't know. We can't figure it out. Yeah. So this is a remake. It follows the same characters in a very similar plot arc, but has differences. Uh, but we're just going to get right into it because we've been talking for a while and probably be, probably be as I mentioned, some overlap. But uh, cool. I'm going to start with the blurb. Yeah. So TVG. As always, it's from 2021. It's an hour 33. Comedy, kids, action, adventure. Wouldn't necessarily kids. call this a comedy, but... Also, I feel like this is, like, peak coming of age, middle schoolers. Yeah. Why is it yeah. not coming of age in this one? Are, are yeah. our definitions of coming of age just so different from everyone else's? Do no. most people think coming of age is high school? No. I think Disney just doesn't know what coming of age means. I think so, too. They just call it just, kids instead. I think I think coming of age just means teenager in Disney glossaries. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe action adventure I could see. I don't like Action Adventure, kid- yeah. Yeah. I get. Yeah. And it's a little comedic, but like I think there should be like a Halloween tag, but whatever. Yeah, there should be. So three friends accidentally revive a mummy they find in a neighbor's basement. They name him Harold and must rush to return him to his resting place before midnight on Halloween. Why do they need to say that they name him Harold? I was just going to say, why is that important in the blurb? Is that it's the whole blurb? It's not. That's the whole and thing. they dedicated a whole line to, they, they named him Harold. half a sentence, half a sentence, a whole clause oh, to wow. him being named Harold. Not about getting him back to a museum, not about escaping a gang, like nothing. Oh, interesting. Well, the short blurb is even shorter. It's just... Three friends revive a mummy in a neighbor's basement. That's it. <laughs> and they named him Harold. <laughs> okay. So, this movie, as I mentioned, follows a very similar storyline to the original. But I will try and call out places where it's different as I go through my bigger blurb, I guess. <laughs> so, we start off in the same place as we did in the first one, where... Marshall and Gilbert, who are both played by kids of color. Wow. Diversity. Also, the kid who played Gilbert is my absolute favorite person in both of these movies. I think he's incredible. Yeah. Um, 
he is also one of the kids that played Darwin in <laughs> Amazing World of Gumball. Uh, and those kids are incredible actors. All of the kids who played Gumball and Darwin are bananas good. They're so good. So I, I was really excited seen that, to see so him. I'll have to check it out. Um, he's very funny, very charismatic, brings a lot to the character. I think some of the things that he maybe doesn't do well are not on him. They're mm. just in the script. Like how much he's talk he talks about being afraid. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. So movie starts out the same. Marshall and Gilbert are in a movie theater seeing Warthead whatever. And you see a movie within a movie. And then Gilbert has to leave because he's too afraid. And in this one, Marshall leaves as well. So he doesn't get to see the end of the movie, which is kind of a running gag where people yep. are like, oh my god, did you see Warthog? Warthog? Don't spoil Warthog. it. I haven't seen the end. Which I thought was kind of cute. And he would be like, well, Gilbert here. I thought that I thought that referencing of him being uh, afraid was fine. Yeah. Um, I wish that they would have just kept it to like those reminders of face your fears. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um. <sighs> I don't know if those were necessarily reminders of Face Your Fears, though. I think, I at least that's not how I took it, personally. I It wasn't the same as, like, some of the movies where they literally said the moral, like, five gajillion times where it's literally, like, face your fears, like, in yeah. Girl vs. Monster. I feel like they did do that. Well, not, like, related to him seeing the movie and finishing the movie, but they did say, I have to remember to face my fears. Like They, they said did do face, it a lot, but I'm just saying those, those instances in particular mm-hmm. didn't feel like yeah. reinforcing of that particular moral anyway after they go see the movie they go to the like halloween store and they meet buzzy now buzzy is what bruce was in the original movie except Mm -hmm. bruce was in far less and was a better character because buzzy sucks yes buzzy's awful yeah i was kind of surprised at how much buzzy was involved especially because i'm an adult woman and she's just like there all the time yeah i thought that was weird that she was just like one of the one of the gang and i guess bruce was like towards the end of the the original but he was he was there because he had a car yeah yeah it made more sense yeah no buzzy made so much less sense like it was kind of it was weird and also it would i think it honestly would have been less weird if she didn't look like she was yeah 15 yeah like I, for a while, I was like, who is this? Do they own this shop? Do they work there? And it's like, no, it's her shop. She's an adult woman. Like, this is weird casting in my okay. opinion. Not that the Good. woman who I, was I thought it was did weird too, but I'm like, well, maybe it's just like, maybe I'm just being weird and like, it's just like a different thing from the, the original and maybe everyone else. But no, okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that. I'm like, is it strange that this grown woman is just... No, it's weird. It was really weird. And it's nothing against the woman who played her. The woman who played her did a good job. Yeah. It's just that character was written really poorly. And it's upsetting because having Bruce be a woman or a feminine presenting character is not bad by any yeah. means, but they yeah, did a bad kinda, job kinda with nice, it. Kind of nice a change. Like, that change yeah. itself is kind of nice to have something, like, a little different in the remake. But I just wish it would have been No, it was not. It was not successful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was not successful. Um... Then we see it, it goes to like it, oh it goes to the back to their neighborhood and they Marshall and uh, Gil Gilbert are similarly to the first one they go up to Mister uh, Kubot's house and I don't think it had to do with his newspaper but they like are trying to they're trying to say hi or whatever and he they get chased off in Portugal yeah um then it moves to the next day or whatever and they're at a Oh, also, okay, I'm going to be jumping back and forth because it's me trying to balance what happens in both these movies. Um, we meet Marshall's mom and Ted, her new boyfriend, and Marshall's, of course, like, mm, I don't like 
I don't want to have a new dad. I have a dad. Why can't you just get back together with the dad? And then we see Marshall go up to his room and lie on his bed with his shoes on. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I'm surprised because I, I don't like like having shoes on when you're laying in bed. So I'm surprised I didn't notice that. His shoes were on. And I just... Ugh. Um, Cringe. So bad. Then, more or less, it moves to the next day or whatever where... The class is at a field trip to the, like, history museum or whatever. And then we meet Amy, and we learn that Amy in this movie has just moved to town because her dad's, which I'm glad, I think it's great that she has two two dads, but <laughs> she she did make a really big emphasis for, for some reason in the script to go, my two dads, and it's just like, just say my dad's. <laughs> yeah. My two like, dads. <laughs> but it's not like she was my being like, well, dads. I've got two dads. It was just going, my two dads. And it's like, yeah. just say my dads. And what but did she keep calling him? Like my step... Step Dave. I love Step Dave. Step Dave. Step Dave. Yeah. Step Dave is incredible. <laughs> um, So she had her dad, who she called dad, Step Dave, and then her other uh, like original dad, who she called Papa, which is very common for uh, how people refer to their uh, same uh, same gender, same sex parents. Yeah. Um, Like a lot of times they'll have like mom or mama. And, and, um, or sometimes if there's another language, one of them will go with that language. And mm-hmm. I thought that was just really in the same way that Spin had that just kind of like insert. This was similar. I don't think it was quite as successful for the fact of the My Two Dads thing. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I had to like, rew- I didn't rewind, but I had to like think and I was like, she didn't say My Two Gay Dads, did she? She didn't. <laughs> Imagine. She just said My Two my Dads. Two gay it, dads. Did, it did have this kind of like edge of like, eh, Two Dads, you say. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so she's just moved there. So they aren't they weren't friends with her previously. And we learn that she wants to be an investigative journalist when she grows up, which is such a good character part to her character. Yes. It adds uh, something to her wanting to have like adventure and like pushing them to do what they need to do. Yes, and I'm so glad that they didn't keep the way so that they presented Amy in the first movie and so the smart. lines that they gave her. So thank goodness. No, she has no that. sexualization in this movie. Yeah. Which is no, I really like Amy in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I I still think that Marshall was not anything against the actor, but I think as the character, he was still a little bit underwhelming. Yeah. But uh, Amy was a huge step up. Definitely. So in this movie, Kubot does not die because in the first one, he fake dies for some reason to evade taxes, which I <laughs> yeah. forgot to mention. I forgot about that, too. He doesn't die in this one. He is working for, like, a smuggling, antique smuggling ring, which is fascinating to me. Um, And he's working for, like, you know, some mob boss, basically, who's a woman, which is kind of fun. So they sneak into Kubat's basement for a reason I don't really remember, but um, they had already... Sorry, I actually have to jump back. At the museum, they learn about the mummies, which is so important because you learn about the fact that there's been a mummy that was stolen in transit. You learn about the fact that they were, like, lovers in the past that couldn't be together. Yeah. And then you learn about the other sarcophagus that exists only for photos. And I yes. was like, this is... They they set up. They set it much. up. Yes. They did. <laughs> yeah. They did it. They did it. They set it up. So then they go to Kubat's basement for a reason I don't remember. And then they find the mummy. And Gilbert knocks over the mummy. And his, he falls on his amulet hits the moonlight. Much more clear as to what happens in this yes. movie. Mm. Uh, and then the mummy comes to life. And all that stuff. And then Gil drops his inhaler. Which I forgot to mention in the first movie. 
In the first movie, Gilbert drops his glasses. He doesn't have glasses in the movie, so he drops his inhaler. Which, mm-hmm. honestly, I think giving him an inhaler, smart. Because if you have anxiety and, as- and asthma, you're going to use that inhaler, speaking yes. from experience. Yes. And then stuff happens or whatever, and they and Marshall takes Harold home. This time, Gilbert's mom is not an eccentric, as far as we know. Um, and Marshall gives Harold pizza and hot sauce. Uh-huh. And he drinks the hot sauce. Uh, uh-huh. the, the, the mummy drinks the hot sauce because he likes it so much. And that's why he calls him Harold, because he goes, my grandfather really liked hot sauce. His name was Harold. He would really like you. I'm going to call you Harold. And I was like, that's adorable. Yep, that is really cute. That's <laughs> so cute. And then most of the, like, second act, I guess, of the movie is kind of similar, where they're trying to outsmart the smugglers and they're trying to they've got they go to like the halloween party and oh the other thing about gilbert and i think this is hysterical is he has this obsession with trying to win this purple-eyed panda and the way that they show the panda with like these like ribbons and stars around it is so funny i was gonna talk about that like i love the way that they had like a little bit of the added animation and And it looked really good too yeah i like that's like those are the things I like to see in, like, remakes of movies. Like, the fun little additions. And it reminds me of yeah. other, like, movies and, like, show. Like, um, what's that movie that you showed me when I was in California? I should know. Mitchell's vs. Machines? Yeah, yeah. Where it had, like, the little pop-up things. Obviously, yeah. this isn't an animated movie in itself. No, but it was, but, a, it, yeah. was, it was a good touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... It, that was really fun. And... <laughs> he's trying to win it at the Halloween party, and then... Uh, Harold messes it up, which is funny. And then there's this weird, like, haunted house maze thing, which is kind of odd, but it it, it makes sense. But it's really funny because one of the workers is just like, because Gilbert and all of them run by and they, like, say something to him that's like, we, are, we gotta get out of here. And then the smugglers come in and they're like, you're not scary or whatever. And then the guy's just, just like, why do I even do this anymore? It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> and then... Again, it's pretty similar where Harold gets taken by the smugglers and taken to a warehouse and the four of them, well, the three of them plus Buzzy have to go and get him out. The same thing. Gilbert stays in the car and they all get saved by Gilbert, basically. Um, and But in this one, the sarcophagus is crushed and they have to, like Harold's original sarcophagus is crushed and they have to go use the fake one at the museum. And I think that's really funny and it probably wouldn't work, but I think it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they reunite them and Harold does not give Marshall his amulet because Keeps it that's dumb. <laughs> um, and then you see Harold, not Harold, you see Marshall like open the door to Ted and like, you know, welcome into his home and they talk to him and stuff and you like actually see the growth there instead of just him talking to his mom and be like, you should marry him because you love him. It's like, that's dumb. You also just see a lot more of Ted throughout the movie because he's really into horror movies and so you get to see him like, like he's wearing like a silly Halloween costume about something. I can't remember what it was. But it's like, Ted's a really good character and I was like, And he like brings them props for for their, you know, their movie that they're filming, like their cover up. He's like, here's some costumes. Yeah, no, it's really it was it was cute. Uh, the warehouse scene in this movie is worse. I will say that mm-hmm. the warehouse scene in this movie is substantially worse. It's very very fake looking. Yeah, I mean, obviously the warehouse looks like a warehouse, but there's like a wall of bricks, quote unquote, that uh, some guy gets thrown into that is just foam. Yeah, 
Yeah. So it did look it's worse. Not there was no hospital intense. scene either. I don't think. I don't want the hospital scene. It 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 broke all flow of the movie. In case it isn't obvious, I actually really liked this movie. (laughs) It was weird because there were things that I liked more and things that I liked less. So it was hard to, like, compare them. Like, I like, like, the little added, like, animated touches that they added to this movie. I liked... Um, Amy and the way she was written so much better but I liked Bruce in the first movie I yeah. like the mummy himself better in the first movie than I liked him in this movie in the remake I think they I think they both have their have their positives I think that the mummy in the first movie was too much I, but this one was not enough yeah I don't know I just I yes the moaning was a lot in the first one but just like the way he walked just like the way he acted in general I just liked in the first one better no, I can and I can definitely understand that. Yeah. I just I think I think there were some This is going to sound so bad, but I do wish that this mummy was taller. Like he he was not too much taller than the rest of the kids. Yeah. And I was like <sighs> Which I guess the, like if they're trying to play it off is he's a a ninth grader that was held back a couple of years and he's joining us for our school project. Like yeah. I guess it helps in that aspect, but I mean, Bill Fackerbach, he's also insanely tall. He's, like, 6'5 or something. So, like, he was too tall, in my opinion, uh, for, like, t- like it kind of took me out of it. Sometimes I was like, I don't I don't think a mummy would be this yeah, tall. Yeah, uh, an ancient mummy probably wasn't that tall. I did think about that, yeah. too. But. but I I agree that I think, I think there were some of the, some of the practical, I think the mummy looked better in this one. I think See, I the like mummy the look. I liked the look it. of the mummy in the original one, and I guess I it's hate just like the teeth. I hate them. I hate the like, teeth in the second one. That's so going, funny. <laughs> he was just going, all right. Like it was just prosthetics, and he was like talking behind them, and you could like see his teeth sometimes. Yeah, and I was like, mm. Mm. yeah. I also appreciated that this mummy was played by a person of color. Oh, was I guess I didn't even like look yeah. into who played him. So it was someone who. It was a, a person with the coloration of what an Egyptian person would be, which uh, was kind of nice. I guess I nice. didn't look into who played him, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying this movie was perfect. And like I said, there was a time, ty- similar to the first movie, that kind of like late second act, I dropped out a bit. I was like, whoa, I am. Yeah. I've, not I, having, which I, is I a did problem. feel like, and there was the issue where we watched these pretty late. So I, like, I was starting to get pretty sleepy towards the end of this one, especially watching them back to back. Right, but the even like that aside, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like dragging out towards the end here. <laughs> like, when is it going to be done?" Right. I think, I think that's a problem. To be a little fair, it is a problem with a lot of these movies. Yes, like that kind of late second act, early third act, mm-hmm. just lull when it shouldn't be a lull because that's usually when all of the like climax is yeah. happening. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, I don't." Just really be excited. Care. What the heck? <laughs> but I think I liked this one. To be frank, I like this one better because it actually had a plot that was understandable and it was clear and it had a diverse cast and it was like, it, it was still, it was cute and it was, it was funny, but it wasn't relying too much on gags, which do not get me wrong. I love gags. I think gags are great, but the gags in the first movie, as I've talked about, just really slowed down the, the pace of the movie and made it hard for me to get back into the plot at any point. So you needed to, partially because they would just throw the plot at you and then you'd be like, wait, I missed it. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> That's but, funny because 
I don't know. Maybe it's because I was watching it with someone else, but like I don't. I feel like we like leaned into the gags where we're like, "Oh, this is so ridiculous." <laughs> but yeah, I can see where that's coming from too. Yeah. Again, I like gags. If the movie had, if if the movie was more balanced in its plot, the first one, I wouldn't have been so upset about. And I'm not even upset. That's being, that's being really hyperbolic. But I would have appreciated the gags more. Yeah. Because again, I liked the hospital scene. I thought it was fun, but. It was really long in a movie a that was scene. only like an hour, an hour and, and a half. Yeah. So, but anyway, we talked about the moral in the first movie. So I f- and 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 we talked about this moral specifically in our first episode mm-hmm. about the or our, our episode about the first movie. So I feel like we should probably just start with that. Yeah, agreed. It's face your fears. It is. is. The same. <laughs> they they, t- they say it a lot, and that's I another thing. I missed it. I missed a lot of did, the times they said face your fears. Did you? Fears, they said it yes. constantly. Um, like Gil would say it a lot. Like, oh, I need to face my fears, and then, or not Gil. Sorry. Um, wait, no. I know Marshall yeah, Gil, Mar- Gilbert, and then Marshall would be like, "You need to face your fears." I'm like, oh, I know I Marshall. Just... Say, I remember Marshall saying it a lot. I don't yeah, remember he... Gilbert saying it as much he referred to i'm it. not doubting you yeah. i'm not doubting you that they said it a lot but i for some reason it didn't ping me as much yeah i think again like so watching it with someone else like every time laura and i would kind of like make a game out of it like every time they would mention face your fears so that's probably the reason i caught on to it a lot is because i was waiting mm. for it to happen that makes sense yeah yeah normally i'm more observant about that but i think they they might not have started talking they might not have said it as much until the part where i was like because it was like the part in the shed there's a part where, like, they're all in a shed for some reason, and then the oh, right. Mr. Kubot finds them. That's about the point where I was like, well, my brain is now dead. Yeah. And <laughs> that's probably when they started doing it a bit more. Yeah. So the first time they did it was, um, like, right after the movie. Yeah, scene, that Like, I when remember. they left, and he's like, Gil, um, or Mar- Marshall told Gil, like, you need to face your fears. And then it was pretty consistently after that. Yeah, but that time makes sense because he literally needed oh, yeah, to face that one, his fears. Yeah, to stay that's in the what movie. I was trying to like refer to. I'm like, if they said it after the movie and like every time they they like brought up the movie, if they like tied in, but it was yeah. like a lot more than that. No, and I'm not saying it wasn't. It wasn't too much because it, mm-hmm. it definitely was. And I think it was. It was. It was a bit sad that that was like Gil's only thing was that like he was super scared. However, his other thing in the first movie was that he was obsessed with. Amy's body, so... Yeah, didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, so, I will take this over that. And there is the fact that we actually did, like, catch the moral to this one, whereas the last one we had yeah. to think quite hard about what it was. Right, and I mentioned this in the first the ep- episode before this, too. It's just, like, the other thing about this moral is that it does apply to more than just Gil. Right. Which I think is less obvious and probably wouldn't be obvious to kids, but is there where it's, like... Amy has to face her fears about, you know, being in this new town. Marshall has to face his fears about his family changing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Gilbert obviously has to face his fears of being scared. Um, I don't know if Buzzy has to face her fears about anything because her character is has the depth of a tissue paper. But, <laughs> yeah. but the three yeah. main kids in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main the yeah. three kids definitely had their own fears. And I think if they had been able to use less of face your fears outright as a sentence and or at least if they were able to pivot it to different points that would have been better this is not a perfect moral and i'm not saying that i do think it's better than the first one though it is because it's obvious and it applies to more characters 
Yeah. It is the same. I mentioned this earlier. It's the same moral as uh, Girl vs. Monster. But that movie sucks and does a yeah. bad job with that moral and looks like crap. Which I know has nothing to do with the moral, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah. But that one's at like a four. Yeah, and 4. We gave... 5, you gave it a 4.25. Yeah. And we both gave the original movie 6.5s for that moral. Yeah. So this is going to be above that. And I had something that I wanted to align it with, and now I don't remember what it is. Mm, I'm going to put it at... Uh, 13th year has Accept Your Destiny at a 7. I'm just going to... That's what it was! Yep. That's what it yeah. was! <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm just no, that's what it was. Because they don't say it as much in the 13th year. It's more of just like the main guy in the 13th year just constantly saying he's not gonna he's yeah. not gonna be what he is and yeah. it's just like just do it just do it <laughs> just shy above do it like, yeah come on. so it's yeah that is same exactly vibes. what i'd look for yeah, yeah it is same vibes so, 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 yeah similar vibes um it's <sighs> i mentioned this in the last episode as well the newer decoms have much clearer morals, but that's not always a good thing. Yeah. This one is not necessarily a bad thing because it is a good moral and it's an apt moral for the what the movie is trying to do because it's a Halloween movie, mm-hmm. but it's also not great and it's also not bad, but we've had some bad ones. Right. And by more recent, I mean like anything post-2010 because like the freaking Cloud 9... <laughs> Nothing's impossible. Yeah. Cloud Nine. Oh my gosh. I always think I liked Cloud Nine more than I did, Mm -hmm. and then I actually used my brain. I've erased most of that from my memory. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Test of Time. I think this movie holds up really well. I do too. And it's, I mean, it did just come out last year. So it's another one that's going to be interesting down the line. Yeah. But I feel like it'll hold up pretty well. Yeah, I'm not going to say it holds up perfectly, um, but it doesn't have that many effects. It future proofs itself with some of its tactical approaches to people in general, people of different lifestyles. Mm-hmm. I thought I had something that I could equate this to really easily, but I don't know what it is, and yeah. I've since lost it. It's obviously not on spin well, that's level because we that's... have that at 10. <laughs> that's why I couldn't find it. It's because I was looking at moral. Um, yeah, it's not as good as spin. It's better than Zombies 3. Yeah. Because Zombies 3 is crap. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> better than Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm trying to find stuff that's, like, newer and good, but doesn't have too many effects. Because, like, the Zombies movies have too much effects. The first two Zombies movies. Yeah. And, like, the, 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 the Descendants movies have a lot of effects. I was looking at that, too, but, yeah, it does have a lot more effects. Hmm. So Team Beach 2 is in an 875. This does not hold up as well as Team Beach 2. However, yeah. I'm going to give this, like, an 825. Cause, yeah, because Xenon's in an 875 and it's not, it doesn't hold up as well as I don't, and I don't think it will. 
have anything at like an 825. I ran on track at an 85, which is honestly so kind of me. <laughs> I love that movie. That's not me saying like, ew, that movie. But it's probably just like... I, yeah, I think... I've got some stuff that says like 8s and 8.5s and I really... I've got the ultimate Christmas... Okay, so I actually thought this when I saw the 825 that I have for ultimate Christmas present. I was like, the ultimate Christmas present is at an 825 and I bet this is probably at like an 825. And yeah, you know what? I think this is at an 825. I think this movie will look good for a while. It The script holds up pretty well for the most part. The acting is very good. Yeah. Which is not the same for a lot of the newer newer DCOMs. Not a lot. Of quite a few. Because even Zombies 3 had good acting. Mm-hmm. Also, just a reminder to all the people on IMDb who went out and were like, this movie sucks because the original is so good and everyone's ruined it. It's like, first of all, calm down. Second of all, this movie is for children. It's not for you. I was just going to say, it's a movie for kids. Settle down. This was not made. This was not made. And this is something I have to remind myself of. This was not made for the adults who watched the original. It was not a remake like iCarly on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. This was made to bring under wraps to a new generation of children who will not appreciate the original. Yeah. To be blunt. Yeah. Like, they just won't because it looks old. That needed to be updated. (laughs) Yeah. It looks old. It's got some bad messages. It's got some 90s gimmicky things. Like, it's, it's a fun story that needed some tweaking, and they did it. Yeah. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But... Here we are. Everyone needs to chill out. Yeah. Same thing with Hocus Pocus 2. Have I seen Hocus Pocus 2? No. Do I even like Hocus Pocus 1 that much? Also no. But people need to chill the heck out. I haven't watched again, Hoc- I haven't seen the second one. I plan to. I like the first one. So I'm trying to avoid spoilers because I don't want to ha- I don't I don't want to have people's like reactions uh like taint my It's been so on. split from what I've seen anyway. So I feel like yeah. you would just oh, be okay. like, oh. hmm. um I rewatched the first one last weekend. Ethan was not feeling well, so we just watched movies. Um, I rewatched the first one because I was like, if I want to watch the second one, I've only seen the first one twice. I should probably rewatch it. It's still fine to me. It's just I don't have the nostalgia factor to it. I was going to say, I think that's another one where the people with the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's Like I said, it's fine. I definitely understand why people like it as a Halloween movie. It's just not one of my favorites. I watch it like every few years. Mm -hmm. I just, oh. I hate Binks so much. <laughs> the animatronic or puppet and then the CG. And just it's like just when so he like bad. rises after he's in. Oh my god, he me as a inflated. Yeah. I hate it. Anyway, I, so didn't, I didn't give this a test of time. I think I'm just going to stick at a solid eight just because I don't yeah. really have anything to compare it to and it's a solid number. So Yeah, exactly. Like that's the range I want to be, but it's hard to compare to anything else in that range. It, like in that era of coming out as a movie so eight it is and then i've been thinking of the grading and it's just hard like like i said before like there's obviously pros and cons like to the original one leading the way to this movie the way that they did things better in the second one but things i liked better in the first one <sighs> it's hard i have to decide what i want to do it's not as easy of a call as i thought it was going to be which says a lot to the remake because i do like the original one it's a very easy call for me because i watched it I, in yeah inverse, I, feel- I don't have it i know and i'm not saying this i'm not saying this it's like haha it's an easy call i'm just saying this to just put my two cents in as yeah, well as you should I, I and i'm saying this as like i am surprised past me would be surprised that it was this easy 
or the, for me to make this decision in the way that I'm making it. Because yeah. past me would probably be like, oh my gosh, I knew it was going to be such crap. But it wasn't. Yeah. Um, speaking of cowbells again, I would watch <laughs> this before I watched cowbells. Um, and I have cowbells at a B, at a 70. And I think I'm probably going to give this a 71, which I have Luck of the Irish at. That's funny, because I think that's probably where I was going to put it, too. Because I would still watch this before Cowbells. Mm -hmm. But just, like, simply for a nostalgic factor, I would still probably watch the original first. But I do recognize that the, like, the remake did a lot of good changes that needed to be done and diversified the original. So it's not that... 72. Hmm? I'm going to put it at a 72, because I saw that the Wizards of Waverly Place with me at a 72, and I definitely would watch this before I watched that. Yeah. So, not that that's bad, but I would watch this before I watched that, and so I'm just going to put it at a 72, and I'll finagle it later. Yep. But yeah, I mean, the nostalgia factor is a very, very powerful factor. Yeah. There are movies that I watch that are absolute garbage, but... I watched them as a child. I watched The Great Chipmunk Adventure, which is a terrible movie that is basically about drug smuggling. Yeah. I used to rent from the movie gallery every time we went, and I have it on DVD, and I watch it sometimes because it's got a nostalgia factor to it. I made Ethan play, when we first started dating, I made him play this absolutely garbage game on the N64 that was a Rugrats game that was basically a board game where you play a rugrat and there's three different boards. There's like a uh like a an Egyptian tomb one, an underwater one, and like a, a sweet like candyland one. Yeah. And my sister and I loved that game <laughs> to death. We played it all the time. There are lines that I literally quote, like sometimes when I have a a cookie, there's a line that Lil would say and where she would go, even better than mommy's. And sometimes I would and like um, or just as good as Mommy's, which I get mi- mixed up with Cooking Mama, who goes, uh, even better than Mama's. Uh, but she goes, just as good as Mommy's. And um, there's a couple other things. Uh, there's like dust bunnies that you can sometimes find a dust bunny instead of finding a piece of treasure. And so sometimes I, there's a line that I think Phil says, where he's like, oh, these darn dust bunnies. It's just really <laughs> funny. That sounds and actually really fun. It's and really just like, fun. Like, not like an so intense stupid, game, but one that you can but... just like pass the time to make you feel good. A feel good game. It's actually a pretty, it's a pretty interesting board game system for kids because it's like you have a currency, like a health bar. So before you need, like, a nap, so you can only move so many spaces before you need a nap. But if you want to get more energy before you take a nap, you can eat cookies. So you get you have to decide if you land on a cookie square if you want to get cookies for energy or if you want to search for treasure or if you want to, like, swap places with somebody. And it's actually Ooh, really fun. And Ethan's yeah. wrong. <laughs> you, know what you know what else is a crap game but we think has great nostalgic factor? Okay, Dreamphone Dream is not a crap game. Dreamphone is just Clue with an added uh, bonus of having a phone. Dreamphone <laughs> is incredible. If Clue can last it's... that long, Dreamphone should come back. Dreamphone forever. Dreamphone forever. If my Dreamphone mom ever gets rid an... I need to tell her not to get rid of that game, because sometimes she just gets rid of things without no, asking. But that game we looked up, and it costs like $300 to get nowadays, so she could not get rid of it. No. I'd keep it in my one. apartment, but it's so big. It's <laughs> I have nowhere so to put it. Big. Keep it at my parents' house. In my room. And every time I go over to your parents' house, I'll be like, who wants to play Dream Phone with me? <laughs> if I get your dad to drink enough wine, maybe he'd play with me. Oh, he would absolutely. He would hate every minute of it. 
Um, also, speaking of uh, terrible things with nostalgia factor, are you ready to watch all the WWE old videos that Ethan and I want to watch when you come visit? I will be working <laughs> during that time. Darn. So sad for you. But you all can have... <laughs> he will. He's very excited to watch WWE stuff. I am excited I about cannot. it, too. I can't do anything that's soapy in any way. Like, anything that is overdramatic, I go... I live for it. Well, you know I live for it because I watch The Bachelor and that's the most overdramatic thing ever. And that's fine. Like, to each their own. I just can't. I can't. I just get... I laugh. Like, I just take out of it. I'm like, this is supposed to be a serious moment and I'm laughing. Oh, I laugh too. And that's what I live for. Like, I need this drama in my life. (laughs) Not not with, like, trashy TV, but, like, I'm talking about, like, actually dramatic stuff. And I'm like... Oh. (laughs) Because, like, obviously soap operas and reality TV and wrestling and stuff, that's, like... A different style of like soapy drama, yeah. But like actually dramatic stuff. Also, I'm kind of like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, next week is our final Halloween movie, possibly ever. We'll probably <gasps> come back right. and like watch ones if they make in the future, yeah. and that is Under Wraps Two, which just came out this month. Yes. Which I know I said I really liked this one. I am not excited I'm for Under Wraps Two, especially I am after worried. Zombies Three. We're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about that one. I don't, I don't have high hopes for it. I don't like that Buzzy comes back. I'm not a huge fan of some of the like descriptions for it. But we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. So it's only, from what I saw, an hour 22, so it's a shorter one. Yeah, it's got that going for good. it. That is good. Uh, my decommission for this week is to play a nostalgic game. A video game, a board game, a card game. I don't know. Find a person to play with. I'm going to force Ethan to play the Rugrats Treasure game, and he's not going to oh do it. Yes. I, I should bring uh, my Nintendo 64 to my sister's house, and she would play it. Oh my gosh, you should. I just brought back my, like, all the old Sega games that we used to play at my mom's house when we were mm-hmm. going through all the stuff, like, in her, the upstairs of her garage. Uh, the wrestling stuff was part of it, and then we brought out all the old Sega games, and I brought them back so I can play them, and I'm excited. Back before there were memory cards, and you just had, if you had to give up on the game or you had to be done, you just had to start over next time. Oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. It was a nightmare, but I had to get through Sonic 2 in one sitting. So I'd sit there for hours. We do need to play Simpsons Road Rage, though. Oh, yeah, I have it. Oh, shoot. I can't. We can't play it, though. Oh, well, I can get my PS2 from my mom's house. I forgot that my I don't have my back, my backwards compatible PS3 anymore. So, Oh, big bummer. But oh, I still geez. have the game in my apartment. So I'll just bring my mom's or the PS2 we have at my mom's house. It's so fun. And then I can bring the guitars for Guitar Hero, too. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! Let's play. Let's play crap! I love crap. What's your wait? Wait. What's your decommission? Oh, right. Something about a purple-eyed panda. Purple-eyed panda. I was gonna say like, if a mummy ex- this can- obviously can't be for everyone this week, but like, if any time a mummy exhibit comes to your museum, I've seen one in Milwaukee, and they're fascinating mm. to learn about. Or there is an a- inter in in, in, in in like an, an immersive King Tut exhibit that's now touring. Oh, maybe it'll come to you. But like so the dumb. Milwaukee Public Museum, they have. Um, like a permanent display of yeah. ancient Egypt and they have mummies there. So maybe if you're able to go check out your like natural history museum or public museum, maybe they have mummies, but they're really cool and interesting to learn about if you're able to. They are. I just say that the 
immersive King Tut exhibit is stupid because it is because it's literally just screens. Oh. That you stand in a room. It's like the immersive like Van Gogh. Yeah, they're they're doing a bunch of like Frida Kahlo. You know, a thing that yeah, Frida Kahlo I see would those love. Ads all the time. Yeah, and like the Sistine Chapel, and it's yeah. just like they're dumb. They're they're dumb. They're, I want to like, see some... physical objects, and that's yeah. what made me so nervous. The Milwaukee Public Museum is making a new museum, and I was so nervous that it's just going to be all these digital things because that's what the rumor was. But they did put out a statement. They said. Don't believe the rumors. We're still bringing like all pretty much all of our exi- like our artifacts to the new building. Like there will still be actual objects. I'm still nervous, but I'm more hopeful. They can have a, a VR or like AR segment. Yeah, like, just don't have fine. it all. Like I love that museum. We've been to that museum oh, so together. Good. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I've been to that. I've been to that museum a ton as well. Yeah. If we you want, like I said, there, I'm like a member. So if you want to go, we won't have a lot of time when you're here. But we shall see. Yeah. But um, I, I think I can still get us into the Field Museum in Chicago if you want to go to Chicago. Then maybe they have mummies there. I don't know. I've only seen like maybe a they do. fifth of that building. Tut, I went to the King Tut exhibit at the Field Museum with my dad like a decade and a half ago. That's probably not that long. It's when I was in like early high school, I think. That was a decade and a half ago. I'm 29. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, on that really note, bad math in my head. <laughs> we're going to go uh, drown in our sorrows of being old. Yeah. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.